welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I am so glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about something that seems like even in 2023, it's still kind of a taboo. And I think we need to talk about that. As someone who has at times been told that I fixate on money too much, I want to talk about that with you. It's funny because one person's idea of fixation and another person's may be completely different. I do, however, feel that not enough women are talking about money. And that's what today's topic is about. But before we get into that, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I am a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me, who have maybe gone through some things that we don't necessarily like to blast out on social media, but we want to be better, right? We want to be better for ourselves, we want to be better for our kids, and we just know in order to do that, we have to, to work on ourselves to improve the quality of who we are as individuals. I am obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo some of that crap that may have happened to you along the way and continues to sometimes trip you, keep you stuck, or hold you back from truly living the vibrant life that you were designed to live. And during this episode... We're going to be talking about women and money and why we shy away from talking about it. I get it. Money isn't something we talk about easily. It certainly wasn't something my mom necessarily talked about growing up other than from a sense of scarcity or judgment of others who she perceived that had it. It's funny, there's studies that have been done that show women will sooner discuss weight or sex life before sharing details of their finances. Again, I get it, money is personal. And we often associate people mentioning it with, oh, they're flaunting their wealth, rather than sharing advice and tips on how to get the most out of it. Even in today's pop culture, women's roles are generally confined to cereal shopping, splurging on things that she can't afford, or being burned in credit card debt. You know, let's face it, splurging is sexy, investing is dull. We like, we love, and we even comment on other women's memes or pictures on their social media sites about their ad cart post or their retail shopping therapy days on social media. I know, I do. It's relatable. We get it. We've been there. We burned up the debit card. And we return the items the next day or a week. It's, it's what we do, right? But I know that there's so much more to us than that. Why aren't we talking about that? How many women really talk about money other than not having it? How many of us are investing our money? How many of us are starting our own businesses or side hustles to perhaps leave a legacy one day? And more importantly, how many of us are having money conversations with our kids? It's interesting. I've recently done some research on why women shy away from talking about money, aside from them sharing being broke or unable to afford something. You know what I discovered? It's not ladylike. Are you effing kidding me? 
it's 2023 and we are somehow still adhering to this belief system. Don't get me wrong, we've made progress for sure. More women CEOs than ever, more women leaders than ever, more women working independently to support themselves and their families, more women owned businesses. Woo hoo, we should celebrate the hell out of that. That's definitely celebratory worthy, right? And yet, there's still some stigma around it labeling women as money grabbers, gold diggers, and money hungry. Why? Short answer, beliefs. Financial well-being is generally defined as having enough to cover day-to-day -day expenses, the resources to enjoy life, and the ability to cover unexpected costs that may pop up. A recent financial well-being study by ANZ, Bank and Financial Services, showed that only 23% of people have no worries when it comes to money. And overall, women have a lower financial well-being score than men, 56% versus 62%. There are a few significant things that have an impact on women's finances. Women also often live longer, are typically not paid as much, and are more likely to take a career break, which adds to the gender wage and retirement savings gaps. This means it's even more important to start talking about money instead of sweeping it under the rug or shying away from it. There's a lot you can share without having to get into the specifics of your salary or how much is still left to pay on your student loan. Money is worth talking about. It's how we learn. If we were looking for a delicious new place to eat, you'd ask for recommendations. And if you were going to see a movie, you'd quiz a friend who already seen it. Our experiences are personal. But we trust our friend's advice, right? When it comes to money, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to getting what you want out of life. Only you will know where you're trying to go and the trade-offs you're willing to make to reach your goals. And only you will know what's practical or not. For example, people often have a, what could I buy instead with my money and spend, that I spend on my coffee every day approach to saving money. But the reality is, I don't know, I love the break in my day, and sometimes going and getting that coffee gives it to me. Many times, I've been, when I've been struggling to solve a problem or resolve it, can be done simply by changing scenery and going and getting a cup of coffee. To me, this is well worth the $4 I invest on a Semin Dolce Latte. I'm sure you'll have your equivalent treat that you're not willing to let go, and that's okay. Understand what these are and go easy on yourself. Take time to enjoy the things that are important to you. Talking is also how we share the load. 
money has been found to be one of the biggest causes of stress. It's part of all of our lives, but most of us have a negative relationship with it. And it shouldn't be that way. It doesn't need to be that way. By discussing things openly, we can help each other rather than trying to keep up. I love seeing my friends' travel photos on Instagram or Facebook. And it's even more special when I know they spent months or years saving to get there. If we're not open about our goals... How else can we support one another? I, I also remember in the earlier days of social media and friends sharing photos and feeling sad because I wasn't in a good financial space. It's interesting that if we do talk about money, it's merely from a lacking space. Yes, it can be true and it can also be habitual, meaning We are so used to saying we can't afford something or that we're broke even without even consciously realizing we're saying it. Again, we've repeated it so much over time that we're not even realizing we're saying it. It's like asking somebody that you see, I mean, rhetorically, we always ask somebody how they're doing when we see them, right? Hey, how you doing? Standardly, most people say fine. They don't say, I'm broke, I'm rich, I'm, you know, living my best life. That's not usually how we answer that. We say fine even if we're not fine. We say fine even if we're stressed. We say fine even if we're over-exuberantly happy because it's just something we've practiced and done over the time. And the same is true for women and money. We've practiced and repeated the same responses about it, that it's time, damn it, that we break those habits. And part of that is we got to talk about it. Here's the thing. You really don't need heaps of money to have and achieve financial well-being. With money principles like compound interest, earning interest on your interest, The value comes from how early you start putting money away, right? Not the upfront amount you put in, but how soon you do it. And I'm going to tell you, today's not too soon. You can do that even starting today. It's a matter of taking one day at a time, understanding that small amounts add up. I've heard people say, oh, that that's, you know, that $5 that I could be putting into my savings account or, you know, some kind of account or anything that yeah that's not enough to really make any difference I'm telling you if you're not putting something away you're gonna have nothing at the end of the day it's just that plain and simple so stop waiting until you think you're gonna have enough money that you can put away put away a little of money regularly and start building you something so that you can then be in a position to invest in something else. It's a matter of taking it one day at a time, understanding that small amounts add up. And it's not just about saving. The same applies to investing. For example, investing money into a CD. They are generally short-term investments, maybe 15, 17-month turns, 
and you earn interest on that money. You will not lose money on this investment. It's a great way to dip your toe into the investing pool world. It's very conservative, but at least you earn some interest. You get to see what it's like to be disciplined with your money, meaning you can't touch that money for 15 months, and you get to see that as a result or the reward for not touching that money for that period of time is you've earned money on your money. I don't know, that's a win-win, especially starting out in the game. I can't help thinking our lack of openness about our finances is holding us back from feeling more confident and in control of our money. I don't know about any of you, but I know for a damn long time, I depended on a man to make financial decisions for me. I depended on him supporting things. Now, mind you, I've raised my daughter by myself since she was six weeks old with not a man's support. But that didn't mean I ever changed my mindset around that for a very long damn time. That was eye-opening to realize, hey, I, I am doing it without a man, and I know there's a lot of you damn women out there that are doing the same thing. We have more single parents out there, single moms out there, who are making it on their own. And we need to talk about that. We need to support that. We need to encourage that. And we need to collaborate together to educate ourselves and grow this part of ourselves that for many years we've been conditioned and taught that that was a man's world. And I'm not bringing this to you as some liberal, you know, women's movement thing. It's not about that. It's about women empowering other women. It's about women creating financial independence and freedom for themselves. And I think it's important that we do this. And if we shared a bit more, we could learn from each other's wins and feel less alone with what's bothering us or how we're struggling. Damn it, we deserve better. And the way we get better is we do better. And as we wrap up this week's episode, I'd like you to understand that people's opinion are not going to pay your bills. Their snide remarks aren't going to build your financial portfolio, and they certainly aren't going to make you financially independent. It's my hope that this episode triggers something in you, a thought, a nudging, an awareness of the importance that we women owe ourselves, other women, and our children to have these conversations. I want to encourage you to be the woman who isn't afraid to talk about money because unless or until we are actively talking about it, the taboo of it will never go away. And if you found this helpful or would like more topics like this, I want you to send me a message. I'm going to tell you how to do that in a minute, but I want you to send me your feedback and what you would like to hear more on this way because we need to we need to have these conversations 
And I'm not necessarily a financial expert, but damn it, I'm willing to get in the arena with you and for us to figure it out together. I also encourage you to not only follow, but to share this podcast because we never know who might be going through something who could use this or any of the topics that I bring up every week and help them get through their week. Lastly, I want to share some ways that you can connect with me and or even schedule an appointment with me if you'd like. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. It's spelled A-S-K-D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. My website is drkellyray.com. On TikTok, it's Dr. Kelly Ray. My email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much.